The battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willette. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience. I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Hello. Um, so, why don't you start? Hi, my name is Lola Slider. I'm a body piercer from Glasgow. Uh, I work at Forest Piercing and for three more days I am the president of the UK APP. Um, I am a UK APP member and uh, a member of the APP as well. I'm just Ryan. Um, So we're here. We had uh, a frustrating travel day yesterday, a long train journey um, with lots of beer that wasn't ours unfortunately and then the hotel seemed like really intent to not let us sleep at all um yeah i feel like they were trying to extract information from us psychologically by depriving us of sleep only they wouldn't tell us what the information was there are four lights um yeah why don't you tell them about the the alarm oh well there's nothing much to tell really um the uh, like what sounded like a fire alarm or Which evacuation. Was a, fire alarm. a fire alarm kept going off like between I think midnight and two in the morning. Yeah, three times. Um, I guess somebody was like smoking in their room, but it turns out, based on this morning at breakfast, that piercers on mast do not favor the early mornings. No. Um, especially after having a kind of a crummy night's sleep. But a lot of them were like were up and dressed yes. and made up for the morning, which mm-hmm. shows dedication. But nobody was enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. So today's the first day of conference, and we're about an hour away from when things like pop off. So right now is like registration hours, Um, and then in a little over an hour, or under an hour I guess, um, Expo opens up for UK APP members, Mm -hmm. and the first class of the day starts. So it's almost over. Uh, I'm teaching two classes today. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. And they're going to be mostly back-to-back, so I'm hoping that I get some of the people from the first class that kind of transfer into the second class so we can kind of just like keep the momentum going because I'm not sure what I'm doing for the second class. It's just like open techniques. Um, my fear in moments like this is that um, audience participation will be muted because I think outside of the, the U.S., conference attendees aren't really like trying to shout during during a class so sometimes you have to kind of pull questions out mm-hmm. of people like here and, and at BMX net sometimes you don't get a lot of questions so I'm hoping that there are a lot of questions because the whole class is answering people's questions well uh, I think being on the first morning of the first day of the first conference there's been in the UK in two years people might feel a little bit reluctant to put themselves out there and talk and ask questions but yeah. I'm sure once the first person does, everything will be fine, and I'm sure people have lots of things they want to ask. You made an interesting point the other day, um, because you're very much a regular on the teaching circuit, you know, conferences in the US and the UK and in Europe, 
Um, but obviously conference last year couldn't go ahead because of the pandemic and the year before um, you weren't able to attend due to personal emergency. Um, so it's actually been three years since you've instructed in the UK, which is crazy. It just doesn't seem like it's that long. But you pointed out yesterday that there will probably be people coming today who've never been to one of your classes yeah. and never been instructed by you before, which I think is really exciting. So i got to show them what's up. Well, what I mean is, you know, I think all instructors worry that they'll have nothing new to say um, when there's a huge amount of value in sharing existing knowledge with a new generation of people. And, you know, also I'm sure you have plenty new to say. Yeah, I think um, letting people get to know that, like, I enjoy interaction in my classes will probably also help too. Like, I don't want it to be stuffy where you just sit and listen to a lecture for like an hour and a half. So it should be pretty good. Um, we were just talking a minute ago about taking some classes together. Uh, I want to take that dark side of, is it just called dark side of gold? Yeah. Um, gold jewelry? I, I bumped into Edu downstairs and uh, I'm really excited about the class. He was telling me a little bit about it, so I won't give away any information, but I can tell that this is something that he's very interested in, which I think always helps enormously. It was completely his idea to do a class that I think is about gold sourcing right to the point of it being mined mm. you know so i think there's going to be a lot of interesting information there especially regarding environmental impacts and you know ethical sourcing and stuff that's hugely relevant now and always that's probably going to be really educational um so i'm really excited to see his presentation very educational maybe a little bit of a bummer yeah well he, he alluded to that again i don't want to give anything away but you know, not every class has to be like super fun, happy, you know, educational time. Mm. Like there's definitely a space for, for serious um, discussion at conference. Um, so I think that it's going to be really interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm going to go and see the second iteration of the class on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the classes are being taught twice um, just to make sure that all the attendees in, on paper, in theory, have the opportunity to see every class if they want to. Uh, I want to see his septum class also, because uh, just again, like I, th I think piercers, especially traveling body piercers, are kind of collectors of points of view and information, and especially on septums. Like whenever I go anywhere and you get into those like deep piercer conversations, septum piercings are always going to come up, and it's always like, well, how are you doing it? Well, this is how I'm doing it. So um, I'm going to take the opportunity to take someone else's classes on septums and then maybe make mine a little bit stronger. Uh, are there any other classes that you're planning on taking? Well, I'm going to go to your draping class. Yay! Um, so, you know, Skin be... preparation and draping. Yes. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Paul King's UK underground piercing class. Yeah, um, his I classes think, are always really good. I think everyone's going to be interested in attending that, so I think that'll be a popular one. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of things I'm looking forward to seeing. Mm -hmm. Like me? Looking forward to seeing me? I can see you right now. Mm. You're so pretty. Mm. Uh, we were both thrilled that breakfast was included this morning. Mm -hmm. um, I think that, that that definitely helped make up for the, the sleep so disturbances. Two things for people that uh, have never been to the UK or don't live in the UK. They have really, really good hash browns here. They're these like triangular little crispy, delicious things. 
And then Lola ruins it by putting beans all over it, baked beans. It's to lubricate. Like I'm just going to eat a dry triangle of potato that's completely bone dry first thing in the morning. Okay, bone dry is a bit of an overstatement, but uh, yeah, in the U.S., like I don't, I don't think baked beans are like a, a breakfast condiment or breakfast topping. Well, they are here. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'm trying to be international. Uh, all right, so <laughs> let's go and learn things. Yeah, and buy things. And potentially. buy things. Well, I'm probably not going to buy that. Pick much up stuff. things. Pick up things like you. Hey, good looking. I'll be back to pick you up later. Hi. Hi. I had all of these, um, these kind of like, I don't know if fantasies is the right word, but because you and I have never been able to like, you know, while we've been dating the majority of the time, it's been a pandemic. And I had all of these like, you know, lovely thoughts of, oh, it'll be great to just go and do something together and be together as a couple and for other people to be around. And I'm just really, really excited about it. And this morning we just both felt like such sacks of shit. <laughs> It'll be like the first time anybody ever saw us together. We looked so unhappy. Yeah. We're both just like, oh. <laughs> like I... Lola and I don't do well in the mornings, especially when we've like faced adversity through the night. Yeah. So we didn't have a great morning. But we got coffee in us and we got mysterious green juice and yeah. you got full of beans. So I'm full of beans. So we're ready to go for the day. Yeah. UK APP. Uh, sixth annual, technically? S sixth plus one. Sixth, sixth once removed. The yes. sixth one that's happened. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's do it. Yeah. Um, so to start, um, mm -hmm. introduce yourself, say any sort of company, business, social media information yeah. you want, and then we can start talking. Okay, perfect. So I'm Edu Fernandez. I work for Maria Black in Denmark. I'm the head PR of the company, and my Instagram is uh, Edu Fernandez PRN. That's it. And uh, we're here at the UK APP yeah, conference. We're here, yes. And you're here as an instructor. Yeah, I'm here as an instructor, first time. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> yeah. cool. So have you have you instructed in in Spanish before? Yeah, I have started in Spain before once. We did um, a seminar. It was like for like eight hours one day. Mm -hmm. uh, was that's a long seminar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was with Noel as well mm -hmm. doing the seminar together, mm -hmm. and then so I'm gonna teach here the septum class, and then the dark cycle the goal. So the second one I did in Spain, and then everything was really well, and I just updated. Yeah. So I make it more easy to understand and everything. So for for your septum method, yes. are you more freehand tools? So I have changed over the years. Like I start with clamps. Now I'm I can use clamps because I don't know where to put everything. Pretty much I use like a needle blank to receive the needle. That's it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I do freehand, depending on the nose. Or I'm trying now the telescopic method okay. that Joel and Sal explained in, in the preview seminars. And yeah, but pretty much everything. Needle blank, yeah. needle, that's it. Do, do you find that with septum piercing, it's almost like generations? Like you'll have a method and you're yes, comfortable yeah, for maybe yes. one or two or three years. And then, totally. then you start to get, <laughs> you know, you lose some confidence or, you know, results yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. You try something different. Yeah, totally, totally. I think it's just a learning curve that goes over years because, yeah, as I tell you, I started with the clamps, then was like, everything was wrong. Like, oh my goodness, I need to try something else. And yeah, I think, yeah, it goes different with every year. Mm. Even doing everything that I know, sometimes the piercing doesn't go as yeah. I planned, so you need to just overdo it or whatever. But yeah, it's, you know, their septums, everyone, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the septum is the same. I think every piercing yeah. is kind of, you know, you might, you might 
have something comfortable now, but I think every yeah. septum know. I mean, every piercer knows that feeling of yeah. like, oh, yeah. oh my septums. goodness, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so I plan to take that one. You're, you're doing is that early tomorrow? Uh, no. So I did this morning. I did the dark cycle, the goal. Mm-hmm. The septum I'm doing it tomorrow at 10:30, I okay. guess, and then Thursday I'm doing both. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I'm going to try to take both yeah, if, no if I can it's find fine. time. But yes, I, yes. I definitely want to take the septum class, but I also find the the gold class to be really fascinating yeah. because you know when when you when you think about titanium or mm-hmm. steel or other materials, you might think of like the the ecological impact yeah, of it. Yeah, but yeah. then when you think about certain kinds of gemstones, yeah. gold, where there's like a, there's more of a mining process, yeah. labor intensive, yeah. and it's in regions mm-hmm. where maybe people are exploited to mine the gold, yeah. that really kind of changes the way that we think about this material. Yeah, so pretty much that class, it goes about that, like exploitation, human rights violations, and how everything is sourced. Um, so this class came because at work, one day, the designer mm-hmm. was talking about this, and it makes me amazed, like, oh wow, why I never thought about this before? Uh, why never have think? So I start to just see a lot and read a lot. Um, it's a lot of projects around to help the people that mine the gold. It's a lot of studies for universities. So what are really, really like deep reading and a lot of geopolitical stuff. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much about who is doing the mining, uh, what's happening over there, what we can do, what we cannot do. Mm-hmm. So pretty much that. So do you find that um, the the gold that makes its way to a body piercing studio, mm-hmm. it, is that gold sourced widely across the US or does it come from more specific regions? So um, what I've been checking is mostly uh, Latin America and South Africa and everything. I didn't have like time to to check like where everything is mine, so mm-hmm. the class is more like general. But um, yeah, the other thing is like as piercers, we're like in the last part of the supply chain. Yeah. So because you have the large scale miner, the artisan scale miner, then you have the traders, the exportation, the refinery, and the manufacturers. So it's like a huge um, production chain that we are at the, at the last step mm-hmm. as brand or consumers. So, yeah, sometimes I think it could be a little bit difficult to check well the yeah. gold is resource because they have so many steps. Yeah, we're, we're very removed yeah. from the person who's digging it digging, out of the yeah, ground. Yeah, that's it. And um, then we have to think about maybe what their life is yeah, for us it. to be able to sell these yeah, beautiful things. Yeah. Or to wear it. That's, yeah. That is, I think that is the hard part mm-hmm. for me. Was it like to understand how long take to mine like a gold nugget? That blows me. Mm. Like... So what were some of the the more like stark bits of information? So for example, to have a single wooden ring, you need to remove like a 20 tons of waste. 20 tons? Yeah. Wow. That was one of the things I was like, okay, um, that is is hard. Mm-hmm. Because I'm talking about like a normal wedding band. I don't talking about like a huge chunky gold ring. Or for example, like the artisanal unskilled miners, pretty much they work in a illegal environment. So they cannot sell their gold in uh, legal ways. Okay. So they are tend to be exploited by middlemen, uh, you know, dealers that mm-hmm. they're like, oh well, so I'm gonna buy this in a really really low um, profile for you, and you're gonna get this money because otherwise you're not gonna be able to sell it. Yeah. Uh, they use mercury with their bare hands like every day. Really. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of implication about like 
that as well. So um, I would imagine the not not just like the the social impact on the, the yeah, minor, but like the health impact. The health impact and the ecologic impact. Mm. Because they not handle the mercury properly, then sometimes they they use it and they pour it to the so, rivers and everything. I don't know. I don't know if this is a question you you can answer, but what what part of the the process is mercury used for? So, um, so is it quite long? So when they dig in the in the mines, they grab like the huge rocks. They need to crush it through so different machines. So they have this kind of sand mm. that they still have gold, but you cannot see it with your with your eye. So they mix it with gold to make like this kind of gold sand that they press under a rock to remove all the water. So they have this kind of like mercury nuggets. Okay. So then they put it in, um, in a pan and they burn it with, with a torch. Okay. And that's it. And mm. all the mercury goes to the clouds and everything. And then with the rains, they contaminate the ground. Oh. And they <laughs> and they don't they don't use any apis or everything. Mm. They just breathe in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty terrible. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So it's pretty, the class is about that. Mm -hmm. Like, so yeah, all we sell gold. It's amazing to wear it. It's lovely. I love it. But I think we need to know because you know the implication to have an iPhone or mm. have like a fast fashion or something. Right. But we never talk about gold. Yeah, I, I think Western society is really good at uh, at ignoring yeah, where yeah. our food comes from, yeah. where our shoes come from, where our yeah. gold comes yeah, from. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So is there something like, um, you know, ethically sourced yes. gold? Yes, you have different projects. Uh, Fairtrade is doing really well with them. So they are taking care of getting the gold from them and sell it in legal ways. So the miners get the 90% of the real price of the gold. Okay. And also they get a plus if they invest in their communities and the minings. Hmm. But obviously to be fair trade, you need to have a minimum standards. Yeah. So they used a couple of companies like, well, companies there because the artisanal scale made they are more like a families or individuals because they are doing this kind of year for centuries. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you need to have a minimum standards to be able to be part of it, but they are working a lot on that. Yeah. Is there a way that that someone like myself or another piercer could could find out if their if their gold is sourced from a fair trade um, method, or is it just kind of gold is gold and you don't really have control when you're that far away? I from think the it's more so. Um, that's a really difficult question to ask. So the thing is, as we are in, like in the last part, you, I think it's gonna be difficult for us to reach the resource pretty much because you need to ask so many things mm -hmm. and sometimes what happened with these um so a lot of viewers they will tell you yeah i get it here but if you want to talk for example with the refinery maybe they're not going to give you the information sure i fully think that the people that work in the body jewelry industry that makes jewelry they are really aware of, about this mm -hmm. and they choose the ethical resources mm -hmm. i have no doubt about that yeah 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 well that's a lot to think about yeah mm -hmm. it's a lot uh yeah so when I was teaching the class today, everyone was like, okay, yeah, how I go to buy gold now? Like, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm really sorry, but I think it's something that we, we need to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. it would be difficult, you know, we, we could contact the jewelry manufacturer yeah. and then they might say like, well, maybe the, the broker that we buy it from, the yes. refinery that we buy it from yeah. listed as this. But I think yeah. a lot of it would just be kind of, it's just a commodity and you're yeah. not really sure I, I of the so. source. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, that's a lot to think about. Yeah, it's hard to think about it. Um, it is. Yeah. It makes me think a lot about when I was doing the class. Like, okay, mm. because I pretty much work every day with gold. Yeah, yeah, same. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I, um, 
I, I've spent plenty of time being in classes where they talk about, well, this is how titanium is yeah, made, made, and this yeah. is what's in it, and yeah. like you know, it comes from a refinery. But when you think about that, also, yeah. there's probably an enormous ecological impact. Oh, of course. Oh well, you have like so. It's, you can imagine the amount of land and pollution in the ecosystem they mm -hmm. made. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Like I will show you a pic. Uh, I will show you a picture after. Mm -hmm. You will be like the real implication because it's crazy. Like crazy. I'm a, I'm a, a little bit familiar with the concept of like um, mountaintop mining yeah. for for coal and, yes. and things like yeah. that, where it's just completely destructive. Where they'll they'll tear apart an entire countryside. Yeah. It's destroy a mountain just to get at it. It's yeah. pretty much the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's like pretty much the same. Mm. Yeah. Especially with it being a you know a precious metal that's in such high demand yes, for yes. so, so many different it's like, industries. There's a lot of like lack of bureaucracy and corruption around it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's quite difficult to understand it. You know. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I guess we can we can do our part by trying to encourage yeah. the jewelry manufacturers to yeah. get gold from yeah, that sources. Yeah, that's what I say to everyone. Like this is happening, and we're piercers. I mean, we cannot go against the body like the jewelry or mm -hmm. like the jewelry companies yeah but you can know about that so we can read more we can learn more we can educate ourselves because no one has the proper response to mm -hmm. that so well I, yeah. I think awareness is probably yes. the first step uh, yeah i think just awareness. being aware that yeah. it even yeah. that yeah. the issue exists yeah that's yeah. it that's an important part of yeah. it so that's a great class yeah. to teach yeah thank yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> um so when, when did this pop into your mind as an issue that you wanted to write a class for well, so this pops after, as I say, after Maria, the designer of Maria Black, mm -hmm. talk about this and like how the company will start to work on these issues because now they are changing how they sort the gold and all this stuff. I was like, well, I think it's bombing my mind because no one has to speak about this in a conference before. Yeah. Like no one. Yeah. So like maybe. I've heard people talk about the beauty of gold, but yeah, never yeah, really like yeah, the true yeah. cost. So I was like, and I was really, I know, honestly, I was really afraid to teach it like, because it's a hard pill to, show, to mm -hmm. follow. So like, should I talk about this? Should I then? But like, you know what? I'll do it so everyone can know. And, and yeah, so I just present the class and they say like, yeah, that's fine. Mm -hmm. So that's put in my mind. Like, I think everyone know, should knows what yeah. you're working with. So yeah. yeah. Well, that's a good way. You know, like there are films like Blood Diamond. Yeah. Where maybe yes. now you're more aware of it. Yeah. And maybe yeah. now the, the Precious Gemstone community yeah, kind of labels it a, a bit more yeah. clearly. Mm -hmm. But, you know, those stones aren't really refined quite so much. Maybe there are a few Oh, yeah, because steps. they change a lot through the process. Like, yeah. 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 Gold refined and refined and refined yeah. and mixed and, and alloyed. Mixed and, everything and, alloy and then recycled. They move one way to another mm -hmm. one. So, yeah. Yeah. Difficult yeah. to keep track of. That's it. That's the main issue. Difficult yeah. to take. Yeah. To track. Yeah. Um, so uh, what else is going on for you? You know, we talked a little bit about you being in Denmark now. How are you liking that? Yeah, well, so Denmark is pretty chill. I really like it. Uh, everyone is really polite and educated. Obviously, it's a little bit difficult shock because the Danish is really difficult to mm -hmm. understand. <laughs> I'm trying what, to learn what, it. what is the, the native, the, the first language there? Danish. Danish. Okay. Danish, yeah. And it's really difficult because it's like a phonetic uh, language so if you don't say everything properly they don't understand you mm. but everyone speaks English so it's not a huge deal so um, I went there because the company by work they give me an offer and I decide to move and I work in right now between well in Aarhus and in Copenhagen in the stores but I really like the country is beautiful um, yeah it's, it's a completely different mindset mm. so if you never have went just you should. I, I went to Copenhagen for a few days yeah. on, on a holiday yeah. once and I loved it. I thought it was a really Yeah, yeah, nice it's city. amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's like everyone is really chill. The streets, they are really clean. Mm -hmm. You never want to see like trash or rubbish around. And yeah, 
<clears throat> they have a couple of funny things yeah. <laughs> around. Um, any other plans for, for this, uh, this conference? Are you, are you planning <clears throat> on taking some classes? I'm planning to take a couple of classes. I want to see your open workshop about marking and techniques and everything. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Sorry. And yeah, we'll see a couple of classes and hang around. I want just to talk with the peers, with the speakers and everything. Cool. And then yeah. when, do you, when do you head home? So I'm going to head home Wednesday at the morning. Cool. The morning or the evening? I don't remember. Yeah, it's all the same. <laughs> yeah, it just know, blends like, together yeah, in your head, basically. <laughs> yeah. After the Tuesday, this is the first day. So the last day will be like, well, go back to the yeah. market and that's it. Is this like your first, um, you know, semi-public event since COVID? Yes, that's my first one. How does it but, feel for you? I, it's a mix of feeling. I really like it. I was really nervous to to speak in front of not in front of people, like to speak in front of people in a different language. Mm -hmm. I was thinking that maybe the words didn't they will not come out from my from my mouth. But I really like it. and really enjoy it. I have a good feedback for everyone that attended the class, and. And just like the first conference I speaker. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really happy. I really like it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, you know, I, I hope to see you uh, instructing more soon. And uh, Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. It, again, really interesting uh, class concept. So I'm, I'm glad yeah. that you got okay. a chance to teach Thank it. Thank you. Yeah, hopefully soon I will think yeah. for the next year with conference are coming and to present everything. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, anything else in your mind? Anything else you want uh, to talk about? No, not really. Okay. I don't know. Like, I think everything went pretty well. Um, yes. Thank you, too. You know. <laughs> uh, so one more time, where can people find you on the internet or in or, the studio? Well, so in the studio, because I'm in different ones, you can find me in Maria Black in Copenhagen or Maria Black in Aarhus. And then you can find me on Instagram, it's uh, Edu Fernandez Pearson. Um, yeah, that's it. Okay, all right. Yeah, cool. Thanks for talking to me. You're welcome. What I'd like to do is just kind of, you know, introduce yourself. You can say your shop, where you're from maybe a class that you liked for the weekend or whatever you want to. And if you want to skip, that's okay. Just wave me off. If you feel awkward, it's totally fine. But would you like to introduce yourself? No, that's okay. Who would like to introduce themselves over here? God, you look psyched to introduce yourself. <laughs> totally fine. Not everybody likes getting a microphone stuck in their face. Anybody want to say hi for the podcast? Hi, uh, Beck Cherry, owner of Cherry's Tattoos in Hornchurch in Essex, and I've enjoyed the whole weekend. I it's have all too. been good. It's been a really fun time. Yeah. Who's who's here for the first time? First UK APP conference. So first like conference altogether, or have you been to any other conferences? So keep coming back. It's it's more and more fun every time. You know, you get to come here, you get to make friends, then the next conference it's catching up with the friends and talking about stuff. So I love conferences, it's like it really recharges me. Would you like to introduce yourself? Okay. <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself? Okay. Um, I'm Christy. I'm at Blue Lotus Piercing in Newcastle. Cool. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Would you care to introduce yourself? Yep. All right. Would you care to introduce yourself? Hi, yeah. I'm Chloe from Peach Piercing in Clacton on Sea. Uh, it's my first conference. Uh, I'm loving it. Welcome. Yeah. Nice. Would you like to introduce yourself? Okay. <laughs> no worries. Anybody over here? Mm? Sure. Mm? Hey, I'm Megan Bellatrix. I'm the shop apprentice at Utopia in Aberdeen. Welcome. It's always great to see apprentices at conferences. Like, I, I never had an apprenticeship, and I never really got access to information until I was, like, too many years in. When I was like, oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I'm, like, king shit in my town. And then I go to conference for the first time, and it's like, oh, man, I'm doing so many things wrong. But you get to come here, and you get to get all that information. And the earlier you can get it in your career, the stronger piercer you can become because you know some of maybe, like, the traps to avoid. And sometimes you have to learn the hard way, like me. But it's great to see somebody here this early in their career, so welcome. Thank you. Would you like to introduce yourself? Go on then. 
Hi, I'm Zoe. I uh, run Brazen Body Piercings in Landedno, North Wales, and I'm glad I've made it today. We are too. <laughs> Would you care to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, I'm Stacey from Pure Impact Piercings in South Shields. I think it's my fourth conference. Awesome. And loving life. What are you thinking about this year in particular? Loving it. Yeah? yeah. Favorite class? Um, you can say one of mine, but. <laughs> <laughs> I generally did really enjoy the uh, the draping and the skin prep. Oh my prep. god, that's so sweet! <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. It's not really a fair question. They haven't been to the upselling class yet, so. Uh, <laughs> I'm fine. I taught him everything he knows. It's all right. Yes. Welcome. Would you care to introduce yourself? No worries. Would you? I would. Okay. Why not? Why right. not? Hi, yeah. Uh, I'm Georgia, and I'm piercings by G, and I work at our Stafford um, in the Midlands, and. I, this could this could be potentially my favourite moment of the weekend because I'm a total dork and listen to your podcast yeah. like all the time. <laughs> 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 Say your social media, maybe you can get some extra followers. At piercings by G. Bam. There you go. <laughs> Would you care to introduce yourself? No worries. Would you care to introduce yourself? Yes, of course. Feel free. Hello, I'm Leaf. I'm from the Endless Knot in Hartlepool. Um, I'm a UK APP member. And I'm really happy to be here. I, I, I love all my friends, seeing them every year, and yeah. Welcome. Thank Very you. happy to have you here. Also, I love your aesthetic. Your jewelry oh, is beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Hello. Your jewelry is lovely also. <laughs> <laughs> Would you care to introduce yourself? Um, yeah, I'm Max. Um, I work in Reading at Mystic Lounge Tattoo. Welcome. Um, fairly new tattoo shop. And it's my first conference, so I decided to volunteer like a weirdo. Well, that's very sweet. That's very important, <laughs> um, also. But it's been absolutely fantastic. I've had a great time. Overwhelming a little bit? A little bit. A little bit? It's a little okay. bit, but it's been great, though. Really For everybody, it. like when you get home, especially the first timers, give yourself a little bit of time to process it. I remember the first time I went to the APP conference, I, I came home and I was like, terrified that I was killing my clients and I'm doing everything wrong and we got to tear it apart and start fresh from the ground up and take your time you know make a priority list these are the things I would like to do early these are the things that are midterm long-term goals but give yourself some time to process it because there's a lot to kind of pack into a very short space so welcome uh, would you like to introduce yourself no worries would you Okay, would you? Yeah, okay. Hi, I'm Jem. Uh, I'm a guru piercing in Brighton. Oh, I'm sorry to hear I that. I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> not who you want to be. No. Um, so it's my first time here, and I'm lucky to be a member because Alex here forced me to oh, become yes. one. <laughs> no, I wanted, I wanted to. It was actually probably meeting you a couple of years ago oh, when I was welcome. a little, a little <laughs> self-employed piercer that yeah. kind of spurred me to make better decisions awesome so, yeah cool. she, she wow. came to me and she was like oh you know i love piercing and i went to one of ryan's class and i was like well forget that shit yeah <laughs> let's get to the real stuff basically yeah, the real day-to-day -day. i'm glad you uh toned down the green paint by the way yeah <laughs> oh, mate yeah. fucking yeah. diabolical yeah. what's your name where are you from hi <laughs> hi i'm francesca i work alongside alex wilkins and jen barros in guru body piercing in brighton welcome i am a uk pp member now for a just under a year, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah a yeah, year, yeah. and I have ten years of experience. So Me I've too. seen the evolution from the the ugly to sure. the beautiful, and sure. it's been great. It's my second conference here, and I've had an amazing time. So I'm very excited for what the future holds for the rest of the piercing industry. I am 100%. too. Yeah. Uh, not not to you know be sappy for a minute, but like you know I also got to kind of see Guru sort of in the middle of that mm. transition, mm. going from 
maybe you know is it fair to call it more of like a touristy kind of shop at first yeah or borderline oh, yeah. head shop really yeah like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then like convincing the owner to just like give us a chance you know we can do it give us a chance like who here is fortunate enough to be self-employed and who here is unfortunate enough to have to deal with a manager or a studio owner that doesn't necessarily want to give you the tools to succeed anybody you can put your hand up there's no video don't worry i won't tell them. Um, it can be it can be really challenging you know and you know like i said with the you know the information you take home from conference like the things that you want to enact it doesn't have to be an overnight thing but don't give up. You know, if you feel like there's adversity and oh, I can never do it in my town, I could never do it with my client base and et cetera, et cetera. Like people in this room are success stories. You know, you started with one thing, you grew into what you wanted to do. And it's like, it's a wonderful thing to, to see that kind of continued success. So welcome. <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. My name is Len and I own Sins and Needles studio in a little tiny town called Halifax. That sounds adorable. <laughs> uh, would not. you care to introduce yourself? <laughs> yes, no. Well, just touching on what you just said. So I was um, in a studio um, where Sam was at one point as well, mm -hmm. um, in like a little basement, and it was just kind of walk-ins and sure. um, they ran by. someone who thought they owned us when we were self-employed. Yeah, well, I, I worked self-employed, but I just didn't have much freedom. And then, like... I was lucky to like know Sam and someone called Luke Kylie and like just um, my apprenticeship. Like everyone's got to cringe, but I paid for a week's course. Oh, don't! I I pierced people in the parking lot of a shopping mall in my car <laughs> when I was sixteen. So anything where you feel bad to say it, I've done the same or worse. My first studio that I owned had one sink for hand washing, tool processing dumping rinse cups for tattooing, all that stuff. In like 99 or 2000, it's like, I straight up didn't know what I was doing, was not qualified to own a studio, but hey, you know, life <laughs> happens. So, you know, it's, it's really like the line between like good piercer and bad piercer is, do you care enough to get a little bit better every day? That's it, wherever you are right now, that doesn't mean that's gonna be where you are forever. So it's like, do you care? Do you have the dedication? Do you wanna do the best for your clients? That's the important thing about being a piercer. So, thank you. Please introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Suze. I'm at Mordra Thara Piercings in Medway in Kent. Um, no one's heard of Medway until the other week with River Medway, the drag queen on UK Drag Race. Oh, you know the one that did the nice. pointing? Yeah. That's, yeah, the, yeah, that's the, basically the, the town head. I'm from. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> on, on the map now. Then. Yeah, that's it. Would you care to introduce yourself? Of course. So I'm Sam. I own Gypsy Blades Piercing in Homefirth, a little town, well, little village really. Um, it's a little bit touristy. Um, you would think that there wouldn't really be a place in a middle-class town for sure. um, a piercing studio, and it's the best thing I ever did. Everybody, uh, like, that, that's no matter where I go in the world, lots of conferences, South America, Europe, Asia, wherever, like, everybody's always like, I don't feel like I can do it in my town. Mm -hmm. I live in a city of 90,000 people. Uh, and not like a high income place. Like, I can do it. I've seen people do it in every city, everywhere around the world. All you have to do is think like, do people like nice hair, nice clothes, nice food? Then you have a client base. Yeah. You just have to get them to walk through your door. To be fair, ours is like it, quite middle class. Mm. And it's almost like you would think that our industry would be frowned upon by sure. the certain people sure. that might be there. But actually, 
the majority of my clientele are probably women over the age of 35 mm-hmm. up to about 65 yeah. and they like to spend on gold people just like <laughs> attention being given to them so like you know if you've kind of gotten to that level where you figured out that it's like this is like a salon service people just want to feel beautiful and yeah. this is just another way to do it Absolutely. that's what it takes Absolutely. that's all it takes but yeah. I, i'm very humble about the fact of where i started from as well great like that's it good. has taken a lot of hard work a lot of dedication coming to conference, meeting new people and being inspired by other people and yeah. their success. You're welcome. Like, it, yeah, well, it didn't come to me by not putting in the work, right. but it didn't come to me right. by not having the input of other people either. Exactly, so, yeah, and that's why we're all here, to, to share information and, you know, steal information and bring it home and better ourselves. And I'm sorry, Gorgeous, what is your name? Hi, I'm Lola, Lola Slider. Um, and I own and pierce that forest piercing in Glasgow. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> Stand up for me. So um, this is my uh, lovely and, and talented girlfriend, Lola we Slider. We have never met before. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is the outgoing UK APP president, and I would just like to thank her for all of her hard work to make this organization a bit stronger for all these years. So Woo! thank you, Lola. Yeah. Um, and as a special surprise, and just to make her extra embarrassed, Lola is going to be helping me teach this class today. So. Yes, it's me, the person none of you paid to see today. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so thank you all for, uh, for participating. Start, um, just do an introduction for yourself, any studio information you want, might want people to have, uh, social media info, anything like that, and then we can get into it. Okay. So, go ahead. Uh, my name's uh, Sean Powell. Uh, I've been piercing for 20 years. Um, I've been nominated or well, elected now to be the, the president of the UK APP. I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so obviously um, I, I've got a studio in, in Blackpool, England. Um, it's called Empire Tattoo and Piercing. Um, we've been there for just over four years now. Um, and Things are going great in the studio uh, and things are going great hopefully on the board uh, we'll see we'll see where we go from that it's always good to bring in some some fresh blood you know like obviously I'm on team Lola but I've also seen the the role of the president take its toll on Lola so um, now that you have killed Lola and assumed her position I wish you the best but also my condolences <laughs> that you are now the, the oh, president th- I mean this isn't even my final form yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I was, that was one of the reasons I was hesitant to take this at the time lola was originally nominated as uh, as president i was nominated too and very quickly like stepped back mm-hmm. <laughs> and lola thankfully was more than willing to step forward um which was which was great um this time round, um i figured it was time i i take that responsibility your turn to serve yeah well yeah. That, that's it we've got a Someone's got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it was the least worst option. It seems like a, you know the organization is in good hands because this isn't you haven't just been newly elected to the board. You've you've had some experience. You've been on yeah. the board for a while, um, and uh, you know before we started recording, you were kind of telling me about some of the the plans going forward, and they they all seem like um, you know valuable for the the community. It's not like it's a vanity project or anything like that. So. Talk to me a, a little bit about some of your goals as, as the president. Well, one of the things uh, I worked on um, during my, in my previous board position um, pre-COVID was we were working on legislative change and updating the whole licensing scheme across the whole of the UK. Mm-hmm. That was spearheaded by the Welsh Government and Public Health Wales. They were very much keen to 
to upgrade uh, with the current situation, um, and they have brought that into place in Wales. But because the United Kingdom's four separate nations, mm. four separate like devolved governments, um, right. we had to work with one at a time. So we worked with the Welsh government first because they were most keen to to do the legwork, mm. uh, and they they had people in place that were that wanted that and were thirsty for change. Um, and then we were working with the Westminster government, but they were dragging the heels because of the dreaded B word, Brexit. Um, and then COVID struck, so that all that's been put on the back burner. Yeah. But I would like that to be kind of our focus in the post-COVID world. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to get that situation resolved yeah. um, by the time I leave the board, um, which Did- would be, be lovely because it's a step change for the whole industry. Mm-hmm it kind of forces those at the very bottom of the industry to step up or step out, hopefully the first one. Um, and it just raises standards across the board. Yeah. Um, it's like mandatory first aid training for every license holder, mandatory um, infection control training mm-hmm. for everyone. Uh, those, those are things that you, you can't really make a rational argument against. No, and obviously yeah. like for, you know, for anyone here at a conference and for any of our members, or members of like the APP, those things are standard. They're, sure. they're normal. Um, it's something that it's, it's so commonplace that you don't even think of it as like yeah. adversity. It's just like, oh yeah, I have to renew my first aid. But if you think like the the industry as a whole doesn't have those standards, right. so if you want to be a piercer, you don't need those things. Mm-hmm. Um, morally and objectionally, you definitely should have yeah. them. Um, but obviously, that's and that's what the the licensing change is, is all about. Um, is, is making sure that you know, that brings in that, that change for the, for the whole, you know, it's just a public health nightmare. Do, do you find it. that having, I guess what you would consider like an, an ally within the Welsh government to kind of open doors for, for other government bodies to say like, well, you know, okay, the, wealth, the, the Welsh health authority takes them seriously. So, you know, let's, let's give them a chance to plead their case. Uh, yes. The, I mean, that, they, they did open the doors for us. Um, it, it was the, it was the um, Welsh government or the, the doctor, Dr. Sarah Jones, that I worked with in Public Health Wales, um, that kind of opened those doors. Uh, it led to me becoming a member of the uh, an associate member of the Royal Society for Public Health, um, of which I've just renewed my membership. Uh, they offer uh, training courses, but they also help to create training courses as well for organisations. Mm. Um, and one of the things that we've been looking at is creating a a piercer specific UK centric um, like bloodborne pathogen standard. Mm. Um, they do offer infection control standards, but they're very long winded qualifications. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're we're kind of wanting something a little more niche, mm-hmm. uh, a little more kind of bite size, but still. A recognized qualification. Yeah. Well, that that's a great mission statement for what you might consider like a, a national organization, a local organization, because a lot of the the online education, especially the the APP centric stuff, is very U.S. based. U.S. based requirements and information and materials, data yeah. studies. I mean, there's all there's that. a lot of there's a lot of great information there because the 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 standards for piercing and infection control they're the same. Mm-hmm. People are the same the world over. Uh, how we spread diseases the same the world over. Um, so the information within it is great, but obviously the regulatory stuff regarding OSHA doesn't really Not apply really to applicable outside in of England. the US. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Well, that, those all seem like good goals, you know, something that can strengthen the community, um, something that has a purpose, something that I can't really see a lot of arguments against. So, you know, I, I, I wish you 
the, the best of luck, you know, with with Lola and, you know, being <clears throat> being her partner, being so close to her and seeing her work with like Health Scotland, uh, dealing with, you know, the FGM issue, like yeah, really closely and all that, that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, so it's it's great that she had that success, and you know, it's great that you have your success within within Wales. And I would love to see more more projects get that continued success going forward. So best of luck to you on those things. Yeah, certainly. That's a, I mean, that's that's what we, that's what the organization was founded for. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't founded to, to micromanage right or to argue on forums all day. Yeah, it, it yeah. was you know it, it was to solve kind of like the the kind of macro manage the problems and kind of like well let's take the personality out of it. If we can just change this mm-hmm. that affects everyone across the board, it's not us kind of trying to dictate the terms yeah. or people say or, or us kind of acting in an elitist way. It's just making things better for mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah. Uh, whether it's a minor change or you know a, a you know a more major change, as long as it's in the right direction, right. that's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, it's a health and safety organization. So like that's that's the mandate, health and safety. And, and there's, there's a huge gray area for how people define what safety is, what health is, but something like that absolutely falls right into it. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly the kind of thing that an organization should be working on. So that's great. Yeah, so we're definitely looking forward to getting our teeth stuck into that once, yeah. once we've had a, a post-conference uh, yeah. break. A little bit of time to cool off. And, you know, you have new board members coming in. They're going to need some time to acclimate themselves to that. Definitely. You have, uh, you know, an experienced, kind of that first generation of board members starting to step away now. So it's going to be a, a transitional period. But it seems like everything is in good hands. Yeah. I've still got all their phone numbers. Yeah. So just in case. <laughs> um, so how's how's conference been going for you? Um, it's It's been going remarkably smooth mm-hmm. um a couple of minor tech issues which have um been overcome um but it seems a very relaxed atmosphere this year mm-hmm. um no you know no one's fighting in the streets it's yet. uh yeah time well we're, we're going we're going out tonight right tonight's um, the party yeah <laughs> no it, it's it's been good it's been a very very nice and it's, it's been lovely to see everyone because obviously last year's conference was was postponed mm-hmm. um so you know for, for some of the people here it's you know it's been two years since we've met up in person mm-hmm. um so like, it's lovely to kind of meet them again um but there's so many new faces this year right and, and also we, we in the members meeting with so many new members um, compared to like the previous members meeting, mm-hmm. and that's really really nice to see because yeah. um, you know the people that you want, the people that arguably the people that we want here are the people that have never been here because they're, they're the people that are going to benefit from it the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's lovely to see that. That's really important with a, a younger organization too. Is you want more voices, you want more support, you want more opinions, you want that kind of melting pot of like what piercing really is in the UK yeah and it's great to see those people wanting to to step up and and participate all my classes I've been saying who's here for the first time and just seeing all those hands popping up is really inspiring knowing that it genuinely is it's 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 humbling as well you know we've we've kind of we've put something together and you know cobble it together just through some Skype meetings and phone calls and emails but then everyone's turned up together and it's all worked out and it's you know right. it's great to see. Yeah, when I see those criticisms online where it's just like the UK APP isn't doing enough for this and it's like when you you realize that when you say the UK APP it's like it's just a handful of people volunteering their time. They're studio owners and people with families it's, and it's six people that right. you know work <laughs> that work for ourselves. We do it, you know, we do it all in our in our spare time. Um but yeah, we're, you know, 
Well, w- water off a duck's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's 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 been a great it's been a great experience so far. So you know you deserve a, a pat on that duck's back also. So I'll I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> Um, uh, anything else on your mind as far as uh, conference goes, vendors? Uh, you, you, you haven't taught a class this year, right? I haven't taught a class this year, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate all forms of public speaking, okay. uh, including hearing my voice back yeah. recorded. You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah, I, I've, not, I've, not, I've not been teaching this year. Um, as I said, I, I, I hate it. I hate yeah. standing at the front of the class and, and trying to tell people what to do. I'd rather, I feel like you already have enough I'd to rather, manage. I'd just... rather do that behind the scenes and get someone else to tell them what to do. Yeah. Really, it's my agenda. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, the invisible hand. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, are you wearing a costume tonight? Uh, I am not. Oh, boo. There's a theme, the 90s theme. There is a theme. I did attempt to go out shopping for it. Mm-hmm. I was going to dress up. With it being 90s, I was thinking somewhere somewhere in between... Spice Girls. Well, I was thinking somewhere in, in between, like, season one Chandler okay. and uh, Alan Partridge, if you're familiar yeah, with, with that. Yeah. Um, that's I was kind of aiming for that, but I couldn't... I honestly couldn't find a hideous, hideous enough blazer. Um, I did find one uh, that I thought was horrible, and when I put it on, I actually looked, I actually looked really, really good on me. And, and so uh, humble, so uh, humble. Well, it did. It, it looked really good on me. It was, it was like a, it was brown corduroy. Um, it was awful on the hanger, but when I put it on, somehow it suited me really well, and that scared me. Yeah, so you just look like a university professor or something. <sighs> Yeah, it it wasn't great. I mean, I could have I could have stitched on like, some elbow pads to kind of to really kind of yeah. get that look there. But it, yeah, it well, worried me a little bit that I pulled that off year. too well. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm going like full obnoxious '90s, and Lola has a whole goth outfit and all that stuff. So I, I mean, I I very nearly bought a load of externally threaded acrylic dice. Oh. Um, and I was just going to wear and clip in ones. That would have been so good. Like one six B twelve BCRs for everything. Yeah, and, you know, go for the real nineties look. Yeah, um, I should have had Lola pierce my eyebrow or something. Well, I, I figured um, maybe it was a maybe that was a joke too far. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, well, also, I might I might forget to take them out and just end up rocking. Yeah, it and for just a while. Rock it. Start a new start a new trend. I remember um, one of the first years I went to the the APP conference in Vegas when they were having raffles. I won a, a a bag of things from Industrial Strength, and at the time I kind of felt like they were kind of giving away the, their overstock or something because it was a lot of like acrylic dice and and stuff like that. And I still have it as kind of like collectors pieces, but it was like wow, uh, this I, hasn't I have, aged well. I have all of my all of my old kind of like cabbage stock that I've acquired over the years. I've never disposed of it. Mm-hmm. I, I have it all uh, in a box I refer to as the box of doom. Mm-hmm. And it's it, every now and again, I'll take a look through memory lane and look through it. And it's, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely something that uh, I think we'd all be ashamed of now. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of spikes, a lot of acrylic, lots of, lots of bad things. Yeah. But you know, it's fun. It is. Um, so anything else on your mind? Um, no, not at the moment. I mean, it's. I'm just looking forward to kind of getting on with things going forwards. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like you mentioned, we've got the the new board members, so we've got onboarding to do, um, and we've got next year's conference to kind of lock down the dates mm. uh, and like reconfirm the venue and everything. So, although I want a break, we have to resolve that 
ASAP. That always seems um, like the, the toughest part of conference is realizing that the day conference is over, you have to start planning for the next conference. Yeah, I want and I want to kind of hit the ground running with, with that. Mm. Um, I probably want to look at getting the next couple of years booked and dates confirmed so we, yeah. know, we know what's going on and then, then we'll take our foot off the gas and mm -hmm. have, a, have a break for a few weeks before we yeah. reconvene. Give so. yourself some time to, to digest it all and then jump back in whenever you feel yeah, ready. I've got, I've got a house to decorate, so yeah. I'll, t I'll, t I'll take a few weeks off Skypes and smart. <laughs> throw some paintbrushes around. Yeah, cool. Well, I appreciate you taking some time. I know I know it's a busy week for everybody. Not a problem. Cool. All right, well, uh, one more time, uh, give the people your information, studio, social media information, anything else you might want them to have. Uh, so my name's Sean Powell. Um, my studio is in Blackpool, uh, England. It's Empire Tattoo and Piercing. Um, you can find me on Instagram, uh, there's piercings by Sean Powell, very imaginative, I'm aware, um, but it works. Yeah, that's always a good one. You know, sometimes people have this like long string of like nonsensical information and then other people just get right to it. It's just like piercings by Tom. And it's like, that makes sense. Your well, name's Tom and you it, do piercings. Yeah, it works. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for taking the time. Thank you. <clears throat> so, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Rihanna Jones. And I am a body piercer and I work at The Circle in London, Soho. And um, you are also a new uh, UK APP board member. I am indeed. Uh, were you uh, voted into a position or yes. have you been assigned a position? I was, no, I was uh, nominated, voted, and then they assigned me a position. So I didn't get to choose my position. What is your position? I am membership coordinator. Okay. So how are you, um, how are you handling uh, being like the man, you know, being <laughs> like admin? Um, kind of daunting at first mm -hmm. um, until the applications start coming in I don't really know exactly what I'm going to be doing because yeah. before it was two people doing the role and now it's just going to be me so mm -hmm. um, we shall see how it goes yeah but should be good it's a really important role because if people are like prospective members you want them to have somebody who can answer questions not intimidate them help them through the process I'm sure a lot of people will need a little bit of, uh, of, of help and input yeah, yeah. Uh, so how are you enjoying your conference experience yeah, it's been good. It's been yeah. good. It's very different to the last conferences because of obviously the the changes of COVID. But sure. um, no, it's been really good, really fun. Lovely to see everyone again. Cool. Uh, how's your conference going, Ollie? Yeah, no, no, it's, uh, it's been good. I've got to teach over two days yeah. and rather than just one this year, yeah. which has been nice. Yeah. Um, it's been nice to see lots of new faces. Yeah, I've noticed that. A lot of um, like hands popping up when you're asking, like, you know, who's a first time attendee. So Yeah, which is good. It's what I mean, it's sad not seeing the people that I'm used to seeing a little mm -hmm. bit, but it's also good that there's so many first time attendees that yeah. are wanting to better themselves and push everything forward, which mm -hmm. is that's why we all come, isn't it? So. Yeah. Yeah. Um Hi Aiden, how you doing? It's nice that you were kinda like Johnny on the spot for um <laughs> you doing an impromptu class and Helping yep. out with tech issues and all that stuff. Yep, always happy to be AV, you know. <laughs> well, okay, when you say happy, do you mean like air quotes, happy to be AV? No, no, I like being a nerd. I'm honestly okay. happier pulling cables through than in a room full of people. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad somebody's here to do it because, like, you know, I get a little bit lost sometimes. If everything is set up, like, all the technology here seems pretty, like, uh, intuitive. I like that they're giant touch screens and all that stuff. That's, that's pretty nice to work with. Uh, but it can still get a bit intimidating. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Um, where did David go? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're the podcast guy. You got to be okay talking on a podcast. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> so, um, hello. Hi, Ryan. How's go it going? Ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, my name is David Angelis. Uh, I pierce out of Talisman Tattoo in Plymouth. 
And you are also uh, a newly elected UKPP yeah. board member. I am, yeah. I'm the new UKPP secretary. Yeah? How's yeah. that experience going for you so far? It's great. I've made precisely one decision so far, which is okay. wonderful. Yeah. And are you was... uh, excited to see how the sausage is made? <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm not, yeah, no, I'm a little bit nervous, but like, it, it, can't, it can't be that bad. Like, I'm sure it'll be great. It can be that bad, it. and it will be that bad, so prepare yourself. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Um, so, uh, your, of, uh, your podcast project, are you still making new episodes? Uh, no, I haven't done it for a little while just because we opened Back up again after, and uh, like, I started it during lockdown, kind of just for something to do during lockdown. Mm -hmm. um, and then lockdown ended, and I kept going, oh, I'll, get, I'll buy a better microphone and do it, you know, sure. properly. Um, and then I just haven't bought that microphone yet, so yeah. I will start it again at some stage. But I just haven't yeah. done it for a little while. Yeah, it's it's not fun and glamorous. It's just like you know, <laughs> I do it as more therapy than anything. Because if I'm okay. not doing that, I'll just be like in a deep dark depression. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly the reason that I started it because yeah. I was like the November lockdown. I just sat and stared at a wall for a month, right. and I was like, I don't want to stare at a wall for three months. So right. Yeah. I'll do a lot. I'll do a podcast instead. Um, I think I got actually the, the the lockdown bingo. So like, I made bread. I started a podcast. Um, um, I didn't, did you start yoga? Uh, I didn't, no. Didn't start yoga, I did actually very much consider um, following uh, Lola's Patreon and mm -hmm. starting yoga, but again, that was, I just never did it. Yeah. Well, you know, two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> um, where do people find your podcast if they want to listen to it? Uh, we are just, um, uh, we, it's just me. Um, I'm uh, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, that is the name for it, right? What? I don't Apple Podcasts? Yeah, it used to be um, iTunes Podcast, but now it's Apple okay. Podcasts. Uh, what is the name of it? Uh, it's the Piercing Talk Show. Piercing Talk Show. Yeah, um, and we've had we've had some really cool people on it so far, um, and hopefully, yeah, we'll get more cool people in the future. Cool. All right. Sounds good. Thanks Cheers. for chatting with me. <laughs> hey, Becky. Becky, do you want to say something for the podcast? Yeah, well, people understand me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, and uh, what's your social media? Hi, I'm Becky Crossan. I pierce at Inkhouse Tattoo and Piercing in Yarm, which is in the northeast of England. I am on the UKPP board, and my social media is at Piercings at Inkhouse, and Inkhouse is spelled I-N-K-H-A-U-S. Yeah. What is your uh, What is your board position? I am the public liaison, so I'm doing all of the social media type things, and um, soon to be adding stuff to the website as well. Yeah. And I'm also vice president, which is a role that's kind of more in name than anything, yeah. you know, rather Nebulous, than being extra responsibility. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, it's starting to get a bit noisy in here, so yeah. we'll put a pin in it for now. But thanks okay. for talking with me. Thanks. Um, the background chatter is because we're getting ready for um, Paul King's uh, marquee talk on the uh, history of the UK piercing scene, so it should be pretty good. And did you eat your sausage roll yet? Yes. Good. Lola is very tired because she did an excellent job in the piercing workshop, so I'm going to stop talking for now. Was that okay? No, do it again. That's not the thing. Engage. All right. So we made it um, through till the end. We survived somehow. You survived. Uh, I'm being over dramatic. I think a little bit. Um, so we're back in Glasgow. It's the day after UK APP wrapped up, and you are currently former. UK APP president. Yes. Lola Slider. One of two. How does that make you feel? Um, 
I don't know. I We talked about it quite a lot the past few months, what it was going to be like leaving the board. And um, in a lot of ways, it's, you know, what I thought it would be. But it's definitely like a mixture of emotions because obviously in the run-up to conference, you're just going at like 100 miles an hour mm -hmm. and there's so much going on. And then it's kind of like a full stop. Mm -hmm. um, so it's definitely a weird way to end your time on the board um finishing up at conference um it means you don't kind of like you know wrap up or peter out it kind of just it's like a big explosion and then nothing yeah so i think it's good that we just like took the day today to just like recalibrate before going back to work and stuff mm -hmm. um i think mainly um i just feel really proud of the event that we put on together and yeah you should be um i think that the new board in its new capacity with rihanna and david as the new board members um looks like it's in great shape and there's a really good mixture of experience level not just in board participation but in um just industry knowledge and experience you know it's a really mixed bag at the moment which i think is great so um I'm, I'm happy with the way things are looking. Um, really proud to have been part of the team that I was and uh, feel confident going forward as a member with the team that's in place now. Yeah. Um, you know, knowing you for a while and then, you know, getting all romantic together and being in a relationship with you and being really close to your personal and professional lives. Uh, I've seen you go through a lot in this last year and a half, especially. Um, a lot of like intense highs, intense lows, a lot of intense stress, intense pressure. Um, and, you know, I'm really proud of you for all you've done to kind of carry carry that burden and you know I, I can see that you've had your fair share of uh, criticisms and, and pressure and maybe some kind of amplified a little bit beyond um, what they might have been if it wasn't a global pandemic so um, I, I'd like if you want to talk about it I would like you to talk about some of the things you worked on that maybe don't get a lot of spotlight. Like I know you put a ton of work into the, the members handbook, basically kind of outlining what the organization really is and like putting that down on paper for future iterations of the board and, you know, future UK APP members policies on, on things like, harassment and and what's expected of of members and and of the organization itself and um a lot of the things that people tend to be critical about and kind of say like well you know how dare this not happen and how dare that not happen like that work is being done and those things are happening but you don't tout the work and take victory laps you know what does it feel like kind of having like, you know, the legacy of your, your, your presidency, not to like 
try to get too dramatic about it, you know, but like some of the some of the work that you got to accomplish and, and get done. Well, the organization's effectively seven years old now. We keep thinking of it as being six years old because last year was the sixth conference, which never happened. So this year was conference six, take two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's worth like, you know, it goes without saying almost that Nikki um, Holmes was as well as being the, the founder, one of the founders of the organization was president for twice as long as me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, knowing my experience and what that was like, I just can't imagine like the depth of, of strengths it must take to carry that for that long. Yeah. Um, I don't think that it's something that I could do and I consider myself to be an incredibly determined person. Um, so, uh, I, I just think that that's amazing, the work that Nikki and Kim did. Um, you know, like it's, when I look at my time on the board, it's a caption in time. You know, like I did a three year term. I wasn't one of the first board members or the last board members or the longest serving board member or, or anything like that. It was just like a little snippet of UKPP history, whereas Nikki and Kim were there for, for its inception. So I think that their leaving is a lot more profound than mm-hmm. mine. Um, and like, you know, while I had I had my ideas and other board members had their ideas, I wouldn't like to specifically say like, oh, I did this or I did that because ultimately we did work as a collective and yeah, um, even implementing ideas um, is a team effort. You know, someone can have an idea, but the implementation of that idea can be something that requires multiple participants. So, you know, I wouldn't want to like list things that, sure. that happen. But yeah, that's probably lot- kind of a... a- you know, a loaded way to, to yeah. put it. Um, but there were a lot of good things that came up just um, in this last kind of one year period. Um, obviously, the previous year with the pandemic, we were pretty limited as to what we were able to accomplish because um, as a health and safety organization, we wanted to do outreach um, with local councils and governments to promote piercing safety, which is something we have continued to do whenever we've had the opportunity. Um, in recent months, we were in touch with a UK dental association about providing them with some aftercare information about oral piercings and that kind of thing, which was something that was really fun to do. Um, hopefully that will develop into something more that we can jointly share. Um, but with the pandemic, obviously, a lot of those official avenues of communication just had to cease because priorities. Yeah. So we decided um, early in the pandemic to really double down on membership driving. Um, We provided free renewal. We waived our members fees for uh, for a year. And we also had an extended period where we were allowing members to apply for free um, to give them something to focus on and work towards during lockdown. As long as it was safe for them to get in and out of their shops, that was a good opportunity for them to be working on their applications and submitting materials, filming, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, just having concluded the, the members meeting at this year's conference, we were able to um, reflect on having a 50% increase in membership overall in the last year, um, which is the, the biggest single jump that we've ever had. Yeah. So I feel like that was a really big success. Um, we also put a lot more structure around the organization, how it works, um, just really to allow better transparency for our members. That was the primary goal for the policy handbook, which we developed, which was 
always meant, it's called version one, mm -hmm. because it was always meant to be a working document, something that would be As it should be, and, and changed. you know, the board is like a living organism. Yeah, so whether it's, you know, annually or, or however frequently or infrequently the, the presiding board want to make alterations to that as they need to, um, we knew that it was time to implement some kind of document that we could have um, so that the rules around the organization, how it was ran, weren't so nebulous and didn't just seem like we were pulling things out of the air and, mm -hmm. and to make sure that we in fact weren't just pulling things out of the air and that there was a system in place so that, you know, if, if members want to know the answers to questions they have every right to know the answer to, we have a document to refer to um, that helps makes that, that helps to make our actions more transparent or the, the board's actions more transparent. So that was a huge undertaking because yeah. It's, it's not just sitting down to write what we want to write. It's also making sure that we're doing that in the right way and that um, it's not only fair, but it's legal in the UK mm -hmm. and, and that kind of thing, which is, again, something that we really had to take a, a lot of time to learn. That We definitely learned the hard way and it would have been helpful if we'd have learned sooner, but we learned nonetheless. And um, that's another thing that I'm, I'm very proud that we made a start on. Um, and one more thing to mention for just this past few months was the implementation of the LGBTQIA plus scholarship. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we all recognize that uh, globally, but particularly in the UK, body piercing um, has roots that are deeply tied to the LGBTQIA community mm -hmm. and that it's not enough to just, you know, be grateful or you know, be, be appreciative of that. We actually need to be supporting those workers and making yeah. sure they have paths into piercing employment and piercing career advancement. Um, because, you know, so many piercers in the UK are still working out of tattoo studios, which aren't always the most inclusive. So uh, we started that scholarship program, which is, um, you know, which went ahead this year, which went really well. And uh, is I, I hope and I think going to be an annual event that we do uh, every year and take submissions for every year um, just to allow LGBTQIA piercers of any age and any experience level provided that they are piercing professionals to attend conference potentially for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really exciting and, and a, a really fun um, experience to be part of for the scholars that, that were involved and for me to be involved in as well it was it was really nice to be able to just do some po something that felt really positive yeah. um after such a tough year um but again these are all board initiatives or were all board initiatives um but it is you know it's nice to be able to like you know share a little bit in those successes because as you say um they're not always as as interesting for people to talk about but they're there yeah, and that matters. Well, it's also uh, it's it's a little bit more respectable when you don't kind of like try to do that victory lap of being like, yeah, you know, we did it. You know, it's like being proud of your accomplishment uh, accomplishments is one thing, but kind of like bragging about them is another. So it's it's nice that it's nice that you're leaving a a, a stronger community, um, kind of setting them up for successes uh the the new board I'm, I'm sure will have their own adversity and 
their own their own triumphs and, and all that stuff. I'm really just being like way too like I'm, I'm pulling like really grandiose words out for it for like a bunch of piercers like talking about piercing stuff. We but really do live in our own little world, don't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but going back to something you mentioned about like people attending conference for the first time, uh, it was really noticeable how many new faces there were at conference this year. All of my classes, I would ask, okay, you know, who's here for the first time? And it seemed like half the room, if not more, was popping their hands up. And like, that's really impressive and really respectable because sometimes organizations have a difficult time drawing people in and, and not so much in like a, we want you to be here um, for, for our event to succeed, but we want to be something that the community wants to be part of. Um, you want piercers to kind of feel like it's a can't miss event because it's like it's going to enrich their lives and their careers and make connections and make friendships. And it's really great to see kind of a momentum, um, especially after such a, a tough year and a half of people feeling disconnected or people feeling like they've lost their momentum, lost their growth opportunities, all that stuff. So for a conference to come back um, and for it to be so strong, supported by all those vendors, supported by all the instructors, supported by a very hardworking group of board members and, and other volunteers, um, it was a really great event. Oh, I'm glad you had fun. I had fun. I had super fun. Uh, I enjoyed teaching with you. That was unexpected. Yeah, surprise, by the way. Um, it, like, I, I knew that it was the right decision for you to not have an official class because um, there was, like, so much stress going into it and you wanted to kind of be there just to be, like, ready, you know, for, for whatever would, would come up during the, the, the conference itself. So, you know, not having those distractions of, okay, I got I to gotta prep for this class and I got to do this class, but you know, having it be the last day, um, my last class being something that lended itself so well to like, you know, special surprise guest, Lola Slider, you know, doing an open techniques class. And I really loved the information that you gave. You know, I talked a little bit about septums, but my septum opinion is, you know, pretty, pretty limited to like, I like clamps. Here's how I do it with clamps. And then just to see you kind of articulate all these other thoughts and just watching like, watching it dazzle everybody in the room and, and having them just kind of like really wake up to it um, was it was really nice to watch like you like it, you looked like you were really just joyful when you were doing it um, with, with teaching it's something that I, I think like a lot of things people sometimes misunderstand my confidence level um, I think sometimes people think that because I'm very active on social media and like I do the podcast with you and, and that kind of thing that somehow I'm like this particularly outgoing person, oh, which, no. <laughs> no, you know, that's not no. true. But for me, social media is something that I do like in isolation, you know, like I, I cherry pick something to put out there and the podcast with you, it's like, it's just you and me talking in like a quiet private space. Mm -hmm. um, so it is very, very different from interacting. And I kind of feel, I think like a lot of people feel with instructing is that either, you know, you're, you, you throw yourself off this ledge and either you just start and keep going and get into it or it all falls apart. Um, so 
I just try and start and just like be loud and keep going and just keep talking and you know like try and remember what it is you know like in the office when Michael's like sometimes I just start talking and yeah I don't know what I'm gonna say <laughs> my first advice um, is never under, ever under any circumstances that's me ever <laughs> yeah um but yeah, it was nice to be able to share that with you. That's something I couldn't have done on the first day. Yeah. I was just a complete nervous wreck. It was like, I, I think a huge culmination of like the stress of getting everything prepared and then you're there and everything's happening. And not just that, there are people everywhere. And I haven't been around that many people in two years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, additionally coming from Scotland to England and the rules being slightly different that were in place and that kind of thing, just it was a lot going on. And even though you tell yourself, you're like, oh, it'll be fine. I'm really looking forward to it. How your brain actually reacts in those situations sometimes like disagrees with you and you're more panicked than you think you're going to be. Um, but I thought that the atmosphere was really good. I feel like everyone was really, you know, respectful of each other's comfort levels and, and needs. People were, um, you know, trying not to overwhelm each other, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the energy was good, um, you know, slightly more reserved than maybe other years, but I, I think in a good way. Yeah. Um, I think people were trying not to press on each other's boundaries, which was, you know, definitely uh, nicer than the alternative. So yeah. um, I thought that everyone that attended the event um, behaved very well, um, at least, you know, at the conference itself and in all the, the, the spaces around the conference, um, the energy seemed to be very good and very respectful, um, which is obviously hugely important for the host premises as well. So yeah, because um, it it shows that we're like we're professionals. Yeah, we can behave ourselves. Yeah. Um, so uh, very very proud moment for the UK Pearson community. I thought. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was really good. Um, if it was people's first conference, I think the the UK APP made a great first impression on them. Uh, I think hooked a lot of them and. You'll probably see a lot of a lot of new UK APP members at, at next year's conference. I was certainly surprised with how many new attendees there were. Yeah. Um, I think operating a smaller conference, you can get stuck with the same pool of attendees. Um, and whilst there will be people that we'll see year after year, and, and it's nice to see familiar faces, I thought that it was great there were so many new people because it makes you realize they must be seeing and reading about the UKPP and learning about the conference happening and you know tickets sold out relatively quickly which means they must have been on it and and really checking and, and looking for updates mm -hmm. which is again awesome because how else would we have so many new people attending and yeah. people who have maybe attended previous years not being able to acquire tickets due to them being sold out um, I think that that's that's a really great sign that the event's doing well and that it's growing healthily that it's attracting new attendees pretty much just by by word of mouth i think it also proves that um facebook isn't the entire piercing industry mm -hmm. so if there are a few grumpy voices and a few different forums or something like that i don't think it um it takes away from the experience of all the other piercers who just love piercing and just want to go and talk about piercing and see new vendors and, and learn new info and all that stuff. So it does uh, kind of warm my, my cold, cold heart to know that so many people are just like, are just into it. You know, I love conferences. I love conferences because you get to meet so many new people 
and some of them are getting like exposed to information like this for the first time and just seeing all of that like wonder and curiosity and seeing all those light bulbs go off above people's heads like really recharges me and really makes me I mean I never want to go back to work but uh, you know it recharges me to go back to work a little bit and to kind of like pull my own head out of my own ass and, and just be like yeah like piercing is awesome yeah I, I really enjoy Paul King's talks for that reason mm -hmm. he, his talks always make me feel like you know piercing's a lot bigger than me it's a lot bigger than us it's a lot bigger than the event <clears throat> it's a lot bigger than the UK or the US or you know it's it's just bigger and um, that's a really nice feeling because part of our work is you know we're in in jobs where we have to care for our clients really extensively or we should be um so we're pouring out of ourselves every day and pouring out and pouring out of ourselves in a professional capacity and there's very little to replenish us and top up that ambition and top up that enthusiasm so unless you're an incredibly motivated person um it, it can get easier to not necessarily stop loving what you do but lose a little bit of that drive and mm -hmm. passion when you're just pouring and pouring and pouring especially after the year that we've had mm. um, so it's I, I really enjoy going to those kind of talks because I feel like you know like that enthusiasm is being poured back into me I'm getting that positive energy poured back into me of oh I love this stuff you know and I think if we didn't have little pit stops like that throughout the year to remind us of what we love um, you probably could fall out of love with it. Yeah. So now that 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 kind of weight has been lifted off your shoulders and you're stepping away from board responsibilities, um, do you feel like you have another project lined up for you right away? Do you feel like it's going to be the studio or personal projects or what do you think is going to be next because I'd imagine that stepping away is going to leave a bit of a vacuum. I, I would say a vacuum is, is the right word for the short term. It's hard for your brain to be dealing with that much stuff and then just have nothing there and that can sometimes like cause a person to spiral a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but I opened my studio um, you know less than two years ago shortly after taking on the president role shortly before the pandemic started and so managing all of that stuff has been a really big challenge for me and i'm really excited about the prospect of just being able to put all my energy into my business because i've never been able to do that before and when i think about it in those terms um it's crazy that that you know that's my number one priority that's the thing that pays my bills that's the thing that I'm fully invested in and yet I've never been able to give it hundred percent of my attention so I'm excited to see what that's like now that I can do that um, something I've said to Nikki and Kim before is that it's not so much you get back a huge amount of physical time by not being on the board it's that you you get back the brain space you know there are so many times you'll come home and finish work and you'll finish your errands and you'll think that you're finished with everything and then you sit down and just when your mind is starting to quiet it'll be like oh there's all that stuff you forgot to do mm -hmm. um for for ukpp like that's what you're not going to experience anymore and it's often those little bits of time where you really get to relax and unplug so i think that there's there's going to be a really positive benefit for all of us um yeah 
I'm looking forward to being able to get back into yoga. Obviously, I've been practicing yoga for six or seven years. And, you know, the past few weeks, I've done almost nothing because I've just felt so tired and it's frustrating because I know that yoga will help give me more energy. But mm-hmm. yeah, I can't do it because I'm too tired. Well, So I'm, from... I'm looking forward to in those quiet moments where I have nothing to do, I can do that again, mm-hmm. which is going to be nice. For, from my perspective as your partner, um, you know, watching you go to work, put in all that energy towards making clients happy and managing the studio and, and all those things. And then coming home and, you know, we'll, we'll have we'll have some time together, but especially over the last couple of weeks getting ready for conference, it's a lot of it has been, well, I, I just need to do this hour or two of email work or, you know, I've got a I've got a Zoom meeting scheduled, you know, a, a board meeting scheduled. I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to do like it's just it's a constant work volume for you. And um, I'm, I'm excited to see what you can do for yourself. And, and for your business now that you do have a little bit more of that that energy that you can keep for yourself um, you know I guess that's kind of a, a selfish way for me to put it but like I, I'm looking forward to you being able to keep some of that energy for yourself yeah it's gonna be nice um, you know like I don't feel like I'm going back to something because everything in my life has changed since I got onto the board in the first place three years ago So it's not so much like I'm going back to anything. It's like a new thing. Mm -hmm. Like everything about my life is different now. Um, So I'm I'm kind of excited to see what that feels like. Um, I can't imagine what it would, you know, as you kind of said before, I can't imagine what it's going to be like for Nikki and Kim because it's like double. It's, you know, like just the whole concept of like, do they even remember what a life without that constant duty and responsibility is and like what will they have to kind of rediscover and just like find a way to just like you know just chill out yeah it's it's definitely going to be a huge adjustment for them mm-hmm. i think that as well working together for so long and the shorter time that i've worked with them you do become good friends and i think that a lot of the emotion is tied into the feeling of oh are we, are we not going to be hanging we're not going to be <laughs> hanging out as much we're we not going to be but you can still do that you can still talk and hang out and you know, I'm, I'm certainly going to stay close to both of them as much as I can. Um, so, like, none of that stuff has to change. But I think part of the emotion is maybe that feeling like you're losing that connection. Um, but I don't think that that's true. I think those connections have been formed and are going to stay strong. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely an emotional time for them. Um, definitely more so than me, having been on the board twice as long as I was. Um, but... Both of them were always incredibly supportive of me. Um, I joined the board maybe a year after becoming a UKPP member. Um, I was invited to instruct for the UKPP um, after meeting Nikki, I think just the one time, uh, which is when I met you and Jeff and Brian and everything. Well, I think that we'd met briefly before at BMXNet, but I actually got to instruct with you. Um, at a UKPP conference for the first time like four years ago and pretty much all of that happened because the UKPP thought that I had potential and gave me an opportunity um, and then based on that opportunity everything else has kind of followed after that so uh, I think that it's hugely important that there's an organization that is encouraging 
UK talent specifically, mm -hmm. because that's exactly what happened. Um, I didn't know anybody in the UK community pretty much like five years ago. I've always been very isolated and, and quite cut off in lots of different ways. So it's not like I walked into that role as somebody, like I was a nobody just minding my own business and still am in a lot of ways. But they were like, this person seems like they might be, you know, able to help in, in some way. And they gave me an opportunity and I took the opportunity. So hopefully that happens for more piercers in the UK. It's not like I'm special. Yeah. Well, you are special though. Mm. Mm. Um, so, you know, we had our blob day. Yes. Which was nice. We watched a lot of Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah. And tonight we're going to go see the new James Bond movie. Get beer and popcorn. Okay. You can have beer and popcorn, but it's going to be like midnight, so I don't know how much I'll partake in. But um, it was a great event. You should all be proud of yourselves. Um, thank you to all of the board members, uh, past and present. Thank you to all of the volunteers. Thank you to all of the vendors. Thank you to all of the attendees, um, especially the ones who came to my classes and um, asked lots of questions. And we had some laughs together and shared some information together. Um, it, it was a really good event. It was a really good event. So you should all be proud of what you made. Do you have any more thoughts? Um, not really. I feel I feel good. I feel like everything went as good as it could have gone. Um, I think that it was a really positive experience, hopefully in some way for everyone that attended. Um, I'm proud of the work that I put in. And, um, you know, you're only competing with yourself. So as long as I'm proud, that's all that really matters, I guess. Well, uh, thanks for listening. I've been uh, Ryan Willett of Precision Body Arts in Nashua, New Hampshire. And this is former UK APP president Lola Slider of Forest Piercing in Glasgow, Scotland. Hi. Hi. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved.